ladies. Hey. Hello. What's man, up? Man, I was about to fall asleep on the way here, but <laughs> I perked up a little bit. You want to know why? Why? Did you have a fresco? One, because <laughs> I have a fresco in a can. It's and crisp. Oh, go ahead. Nah, it should be crisp. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say something right in here and you say crisp. 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 How many times? Are you feeling crisp? The air was not crisp today. Hashtag no. 75 fucking degrees. Sleepy day. For sure. That's not my fault. I don't know her. It's supposed to be 82 on Friday. But then it'll drop by your party a little bit. So like low 60s. It'll kind of feel. We'll be all right. Well, well the doors c- the doors may be open. The heat will not be on. I can guarantee you that. Okay. Right. With all the, with me talking and all those bodies, whew, it's going to be hot in there. Anyway, yo, this is Sinister Sunrise. I'm Morgan. I'm Aaron. <laughs> Aaron oh, the one time Aaron was going to go second. <laughs> so I didn't know Alonso was going to laugh. I was like, I'll just cut right in. <laughs> you do it. I'm Aaron. <laughs> I'm Sarah. My eyes were closed. That's on me. That's on me. I'm sorry. Aaron always goes last. I always like um, treat it like a race, like two kids trying to get the yeah the passenger seat of a car. Which is why you will hear some slap sounds on my forehead. Wait, what's that called? Shotgun. Sh- Whoa. Dude, my brain just went... Are you okay? I I don't know, man. All right, are we taking a quick pause? Checking everyone's pulses? <laughs> because this episode going to be scary. Yeah, guys. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now. Well, one, you should be scared. Because as I alluded to last week, this is our season finale. If you're new here... We get through our favorite, which is spooky season, and then because of all the weeks we would have to take off for family time, holiday breaks, um, and making sure that we can rest up and not stress out too much, um, we end usually around the end of October. So mm-hmm. this will be our finale until next year. Oh, oh, oh. And we wanted to, <laughs> we wanted to go out with a bang. But before, before that, before that. Any any housekeeping? Aaron went on a trip. I haven't heard anything about it. I saw some horses. Oh. I oh, saw yeah. some cool fits. Yes, I yeah. went to Lexington, Kentucky. Um, went to like the Kingland racetrack over there. So for two days, both like Friday and Saturday, went to horse races. Wasn't like people do get pretty dressed up for it more mm-hmm. than I thought. <laughs> oh damn! Like derby so, shit. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. say like. I mean, there were a couple people with some hats, but like not. I don't know. That is crazy. Okay. Um, we got there early and we were like pre-gaming in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. Like people, like tables, food. Oh, wow. The whole shebang. Yeah. Whoa. So you like tailgate. Did you tailgate yeah. the horse race? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tail races. Did you win any moolah? No. <laughs> I tried to win big. My dad has me hooked on like, it's called like trifecta boxes. Mm-hmm. If you've ever gone. Tri- Those are hard to hit, sis. Two times I got pretty close. I was just one horse away from going home with a couple hundred, but did not. So yeah, you have to, for trifecta boxes, you just bet the first three horses that were come first, second, and third, but you don't have to get the order correct. Okay. They can come in any, you know, order um, in those three, but did not win. Neither did my dad, neither did Megan. My mom was the only one who won, but she only did like the winners and that's, that's yeah. it. But she went home with some cash. Hey, so. I went to the... Illinois ones 
with my yep, coworkers. Mm-hmm. As a we, they call it horse hooky. We played we played hooky at work because they used to do it all the time. Apparently, and I had never gone. Uh-huh. Um, go, like, so on we, a Tuesday or weekday. Yep, or something. we yeah. sure did. We went on a Tuesday afternoon, mm-hmm. and bro, it was popping. And I learned all about the boxes and the f- trifectas and the exactas and the <laughs> whatever. Anyway, I did. I was down a little bit, and then I was up like twenty seven dollars. Ooh. And then I broke even. So like, uh-huh. hey, I had a great time. Um, one of my coworkers won five hundred dollars. Wow! And Mo is like, they're all just so calm. Like I love them all, but they were just so calm. I was like, five hundred. F- like I would be through the roof. Yeah. You can buy two loads of groceries with oh. that. Oh, I could fill up probably <laughs> two tanks of gas with that. Like, sheesh, <laughs> come on now. Oh yeah, hashtag corporate America. But <laughs> you know, it's fine. We joke. We joke. But. Cool. Well, I'm glad you guys had fun. Yeah, that's awesome. Probably a little bit more fancy than my my Illinois Tuesday race. Oh, no. well, <laughs> yes, but still, I was just like tailgating at the horse races wasn't what I was picturing. But it I was do a good love time. it. Though. I mean, every like it just seemed like all walks of life. Like I could have gone in with just jeans and a t-shirt, and mm-hmm. it wouldn't have mattered. So tailgates they unite all of us. Yes, Dude, and then truly they. Mizzou was playing there too that weekend. Um, we did not oh, go to the game, but okay, yeah. How my dad fun. was this close to being like, maybe we should go, and I was like, I did didn't even know they were there, mm-hmm. and it was like Friday. It was cold here, but there it was like eighty degrees. It was warm as hell, and then it completely dropped twenty degrees. Oh no, nope. it was sixty, like sixty degrees, and just getting colder. And I was like, I am not dressed or have any clothes for this game that we're going to go to, so. Sarah, hold on. Pause, Wes. Sarah, will you talk? Yeah, I can talk. Okay. Sarah's talking. You can talk a little louder if you want. Oh, I can talk. That's good. <laughs> that feels so loud. Okay, we're good. Sorry. I, just wanted, I, was, watch, I was watching our, our lines. Okay, full disclosure. I had some sinus things this weekend. Oh, and Wes, make sure this is cut out. Thank you. Yeah, cut, cut, cut. And um, I couldn't really hear out of one ear, so I think I'm probably still trying to adjust what my volume is supposed to be, because yeah. that is... You would not think how much that bothers you and like throws oh, you off, yeah. but it's difficult. Mm-hmm. You also you don't know realize that you're like shouting until like your throat hurts the next day, and then you're like, "Oh, am I sick?" It's like no, because yeah. you were like compensating. Mm-hmm. My anxiety does the opposite, so I was actually talking very quietly, and my brother my just was like mouthing back to me, like, "I was like, I can't. Are you messing with me?" He's like, "Yeah, you're not even saying anything." I was like, <laughs> "Then you say something to me. <laughs> say something to my face." Okay. Anyway, what were we saying? Anyone else do anything? The weather dropped. So I went to Kentucky. What'd you say? The weather dropped. You had said. We're yeah, back so break. was not hey. going to go to the Mizzou game because I did not want to freeze. I don't blame you. Yeah. But it was fun. It was fun. 48 hour trip. I would Very say. nice. Some nice. family bonding. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've done anything. Oh, my! one of my bestie pals got married. <laughs> yeah, was that was really. <laughs> you did a big thing. Yeah. <laughs> that was cool. I was a maid of honor. That was great. Yeah. I was uh I was the maid of honor. Psh. Capital T H E. Technically matron. matron. I, even in my speech, I was like, I'm the maid matron ew, of honor. <laughs> um that was really fun. Went to the hill. Mm. Won't disclose a little much more details than that. It was a great time. Mm. Um congrats, Brooke and Jacob. Yeah. Um I'm going to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, for our anniversary. So that'll be a lot of fun. That'll be so fun. Right? 
we'll be coming back right when this episode drops. So okay, yeah. Do you leave right after your party or two days after the oh, okay. after the was... ho- the Halloween hoot nanny? Yes, that's smart because day after it's almost like leaving for your honeymoon the day after your wedding. Like yeah, mm-hmm. I said no, no. Also, we have a, we have someone coming to watch the house, and I was like, I'd like it to not be in complete disarray. I feel that so yeah, understandable. Yeah. But I think we've got a we've got a new layout for the house. For the, like we are ready, guys. Okay. In case you don't, <laughs> excuse me. Sorry, the fresca. Mm. In case you don't know, I throw a Halloween party every year, and it's kind of like my birthday. Like I, I mean, I get as equally excited. It's fun. There's a costume really contest. Fun. My shit came in. Woohoo! My dress has arrived. Oh, yes. My third dress, should I say? My first two. Whew, the first one was whoa. <laughs> No go. She ended me dirty. <laughs> we will post pictures of our costumes. I'm yeah, we, very excited oh, to yeah. post with you guys. Oh, yes. yeah, we will. Uh, I'm so excited. I think all three of us will probably look very different. Uh, <laughs> That's what always happens. Yeah. yeah. And I love it. I liked our, you were Kiki, uh-huh. Hulk, Hulk Hogan, <laughs> and I was uh, Madame Mim. That was a good one. Yeah. Okay. That was a good year. That was a good year. Yeah. Maybe, ooh, maybe we'll do like through the years. We have at least, we'll have at least two. Okay, someone needs to rem- remind me to take some videos because we can do like some, I don't know, like <gasps> looking back on you and it's just uh-huh. us being ridiculous. Oh, also, <laughs> you should take some videos and put it on the our TikTok because yes. my house will be set up for spooks. Okay. Yes. So, okay. Full attention on TikTok. Yes, we'll do it. Yeah, yeah. Get us, we, need a, we, need a, we need to end on a good note with our vids there. So, yes. Let's do it to it. Okay. Well... As I, promised. Oh, go, Aaron. Thanks, sorry. I have one quick just update since I very recently oh, did that. Aaron, go. Holloway case. You let us talk about anything else. <laughs> I know you let what me you're talk about say. Halloween. We have Halloween. Let's ease into it with uh, this. Halloween, Halloween. Hey, yes. Hey, thank with you. With this scary tale. Um, I mean, it seems like we're getting more answers. So, Euron Vandersloot did plead guilty to extortion and fraud. Um, I mean, this was like last week by the time we're recording. So a couple weeks ago when this comes out. In case, wait, in case someone hasn't seen the episode, what are we, what are you talking about? So Natalie Holloway um, went missing in Aruba during her um, senior, senior trip there. Um, Euron Vandersloot, who was one of the locals, um, has been a suspect person of interest in the case ever since. Um, Duh. And just hasn't really come under fire for it until he murdered um, another girl in Peru. And he was actually um, over here in the United States um, for extorting and fraud against uh, Beth Holloway, um, Natalie's mom. And now he has also (gasps) taken a plea deal and said he did, in fact, kill Natalie. So I'm shocked. Yes, I don't really know what is going to happen with that, if anything, because I don't know what like the statute of limitations is over in Aruba. I mm, good good call. That's the only thing I'm not quite sure of. Um, but they, I mean, he has confessed to it, so there are answers. I I don't know if I I don't really have all the details to it besides that, but. Yeah, if you haven't, if you're curious and want to know the background on the story, um, Aaron covered it on episode 154. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. <laughs> Sarah and I were just verifying. 
So yeah, listen up. I mean, it's a pretty well-known case, but even even I learned some stuff, so it's, it's a good case. And thank you for keeping us updated. I hope that when we come back from our break, you'll have a shit ton of updates. Maybe a whole episode of just updates. Yeah. That's what I hope. I hope some That'd shit gets nice. solved. Not just now. All, all of it. Manifesting. It will Manifesting. happen. Manifesting. Yeah. Because it seems like, I mean, the case is still open, so they're currently looking into it yeah. more. But um, yeah, we've, we know who. We've always known murdered. who did it. We've, yeah, yeah. He has like we've a cartoon bad guy bas- last name also, like Vandersloot. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you You're bad. also a liar. Yeah. These so many checks against you. You yes. did it. Yep. yep. You hit it. Thank you for the update, sis. Yeah. So, as we started out <laughs> before our, our vamping, uh, we we wanted to give you a, a good one to end, end the season on. So, uh, Today, we are going to be discussing skinwalkers. Skinwalkers. I'm going to give a caveat in the beginning here. Uh, I think our format is I'm going to hit you up with some some history, a couple of stories, and then Aaron and Sarah are kind of going to tag team uh, Skinwalker Ranch. Yes. And I'm excited because I kept seeing that and I've heard that before. But I, I did not touch any of that research with a 10-foot pole. So you okay. guys all be... I'll be a, a blank canvas for you. Okay. Um, so... Oh. Ooh, I know. Um, I will shout out Morbid, the podcast. Obviously, quite popular. Uh, they did an episode on it. Actually, I don't know if they did an episode or if they just had a couple of people write in with their encounters... And they made up the name Flesh Pedestrians instead of Skinwalkers. Um, But I'll get into why I think it's okay that we are saying it. Again, to each his own and to those who believe fully in this tradition, we'll get into it. But again, we are covering this with the utmost respect. So, I will say that there are a lot of legend and lore with these creatures, and similarly to past episodes, we will be reporting on what we were able to research. This is not intended to be the end-all, be-all on information, and will be we will be as respectful as possible to those who are believers in this entity as it pertains to Navajo culture. That being said, I learned a lot about this topic and really hope to shed some light on the traditional aspects of these beings. This is not some paranormal phenomena to be dragged through TikTok with false claims, etc. Yes, I do see a lot of creepy hook you in stories on TikTok and online, but truly it is important to note that we should acknowledge some of the quote pop cultureness of it all. That mm. it's not that's not everything it is. So for those who do not know, research shows that a skinwalker is an evil witch from Navajo tradition. That has the ability to shape fully into any animal, taking on all qualities of that animal, its speed, strength, strength, stealth, etc. According to what has been researched, a skinwalker cannot become this way easily. I would like to believe that every person out there who believes they have encountered a skinwalker is true and correct, but truly with the little actual factual information we have on them from their Navajo origins, we can only assume or people make up their own versions of it. Um, Again, since this is kept so quiet, it is also said that Navajos do not wish to discuss this being as they feel it will draw them in. I think Wikipedia said it best, quote, 
The legend of the skinwalker is not well understood outside of Navajo culture, both due to the reluctance to discuss the subject with outsiders, as well as what Cherokee Nation academic Adrian Keene says is a lack of the necessary cultural context these stories are embedded within. Traditional Navajo people are reluctant to reveal skinwalker lore to non-Navajos or to discuss it at all among these among those that they do not trust. Keene, founder of the website Native App- Appropriations, has written in response to non-Navajos incorporating the legends into their writing, parentheses, and specifically the impact when J.K. Rowling did so, end parentheses, <laughs> that when this is done, quote, we as Native people are now opened up to a barrage of questions about the beliefs and traditions, but these are not things that need need or should be discussed by outsiders at all. I'm sorry if that seems unfair, but that's how our culture survive, end quote. I don't think it seems unfair at all. It's your culture. No, I you don't, don't owe me any answers. I mean, I can you imagine if someone walked up to you and wanted to know all about Beelzebub and they kept saying that word to you? Would you not be like, bro, like I'm it's not my responsibility to teach you anything, uh, nor am I comfortable with you saying that word all the time in my house. I, yeah. it's, and I love the 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 appropriation of it all. I mean, like, I'm sorry, Irish people don't want to be called a fucking leprechaun. That, that's not all that they are. And that's their that's part of their lore. They're their, all of it. It's not. Just need to be respectful. Yeah. Also, I saw a little post just to shout out. I know it'll be past Halloween when this comes out, but like, let's think about your Halloween costumes this year, guys. Make it appropriate. We We don't need to be. We don't need to be any political figures. We don't need to be the COVID vaccine. We don't need to be any any race that we are not. Um, just just throwing that out there. Take take that with what you will. Anyway, (laughs) back on topic. That's actually the scariest thing you could do. (laughs) Yeah. We don't touch those. You things. are allowed to dress up as us. There are inspiration pictures somewhere on our Instagram. I would be so honored. Actually. <laughs> Dude, could you imagine? Ah! Just purple and then some skulls. I would love it. Next year. Next year. Remember. A video I found by John Solo. <laughs> 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 also, later, there's a guy named John Soto, and I was like, wait, is this the same YouTuber? No, it was a different person spelled. Anyway, I got Sleepy Me was like, whoa. Anyway, I found a video by John Solo on YouTube. Uh, I will link it in the show notes. I thought was very informative. John does state the Navajo name of these beings, which I will not be doing, as from what I could tell, that is the actual word that Navajos believe will make them appear. So it's not necessarily, again, this is all what I was able to research. It's not necessarily saying a skinwalker. It's the Navajo word for it. Oh, I see. Which translates to man who runs on all fours. I see what you're getting at. Also, one, I'm not going to say it for that respect. And two, I'm not going to say it because I'm not going to pronounce it right. So there you go. Yeah, fair on both counts. Yeah. These witches' goal is to, quote, spread chaos and invert the social order, end quote, even being known to, quote, spread disease and disrupting the most sacred Navajo rituals, end quote. Skinwalkers are those who are shown the good ways of medicine and healing, yet choose to be bad, so much so that people are said to only become skinwalkers by, of course, keeping this bad mentality, but you are quote initiated once you kill a close family member typically a sibling 
While most videos and information you see are correct with their claims of animals being skinwalkers, these shape-shifting witches are not just every weird animal that you see. I would like to bring focus to the internet phenomenon of, quote, a not-deer, which seem to have taken off into what some people believe or think skinwalkers are. Many believe that the area of the Appalachian Mountains slash trail is where you see not deer and skinwalkers, which is why I think most people assimilate the two. Yeah, I wrote that myself, assimilate. (laughs) But they are are different. A not deer, according to EastTennessean.com, states, quote, The not deer have been sighted throughout the centuries all over the world, but with a seemingly focus on the Appalachian Mountains. Each sighting has small differences, but with some things in common. Most people who have seen them say that there is an uncanny intelligence behind their eyes, which are often forward-facing the way a predator seems to be, and they have joints that bend in weird ways, end quote. So, like, if you look it up, you'll see a lot of weird different, different creatures come about in Google, but it's... To me, it almost reminds me of, like, a doppelganger, how they say, like, they look like you, but there's, like, one thing that's different, or, like, until you look really close, like, oh, their eyes are black, or, oh, they don't, they have really large, like, nostrils, or they don't have ears, like, weird missing things. I will say, if you search not deer, you're gonna see this, like, really creepy image of, like, what looks like a deer with huge eyes, like, looking at you. It's a goat that got its ears cut off, okay? Like, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's just so much, like... Yeah. I get it. Good for the scare. Absolutely. But it's that's not what it is. It's not a not deer and it's not a skinwalker. Like, just because you see a creepy animal, that's not what that is. So, Give that goat its yeah. ears back. I know. And it's poor baby. If you watch the full video, he clearly comes up to the, he's like waiting at their front door. I mean, he looks very creepy because they have like the flash on and he's like, oh, staring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah. It's very, I mean, it's a little unsettling, but it's. It's not a monster. It's a little baby goat. Okay, it's a big goat, but still. Don't matter. I know. Uh, Shout out to Sarah for hooking me up with a great segment from the book, The Hunt for the Skinwalker by Colum Keller. Yeah, that works. Yeah. Sorry. Colum. Colum. C-O-L-M. Yeah. Maybe it's Colm. Colm. Colm Keller. Colm Keller. Kelleher. By Kelleher. Just Keller. Kelleher. Which states a great call out. Quote, not all witches are skinwalkers, but all skinwalkers are witches. And skinwalkers are at the top. They are a witch's witch, so to speak. End quote. From the same uh, section of this book, anthropologist Zimmerman explains why so little information is available on skinwalkers. Quote, part of the reason you won't find a lot of information about skinwalkers in the literature, in literature, is because it is a sensitive topic among the dying. I think that's how you say it. D- I, it's Dean or Dine, um, which is the Navajo people. This is often referred to as proprietary information, meaning it belongs to them, the, it belongs to the Dine people and is not to be shared with non-Dine. So basically, I know that is like very vague, but I wanted to keep the respect on the topic of not stepping on too many toes. Yeah. Overall, things that I learned are they're not to be messed with. This is to be taken very seriously. Um, people of 
that are of Navajo descent or truly do believe in the evil side of a skinwalker, like, they, it is very serious. You are not to discuss it. They will harm you. So, um, I basically just wanted to shed light on, like, the Navajo culture piece of this. Um, what I would like to do is just read a few spooky encounter stories that I was able to find, and you can tell me, skinwalker or just spooky. Okay. Okay. Oh, first and foremost, I will be linking a TikTok that I did see because prior to us even deciding that we wanted to do this topic, I just happened to be scrolling one day and I was like, why is this video have like 7 million views? Like, what the hell? And then like I clicked on the actual page and it was like slowed down version of that video, edited version of that video. And I was like, what is this? It's a guy riding his motorbike through the woods and I I hope it's not edited because it, I mean well I do because whoa <laughs> oh my god ladies you don't see it until you see it and when you do <sighs> I don't think it's Skinwalker because it doesn't look like any he- creature that I would know it's like this pale <laughs> <laughs> hello this crazy horse <laughs> this pale gangly humanoid looking thing that is just like far off far enough to where you're like blinking you miss it but they slow the video down and i was made my tummy hurt so do you know where the video was taken at let's find out oh i'm hoping will be linked and revealed okay (laughs) Uh, i have the tiktok app why are you not opening in the app oh what oh i have to update it Okay, that's loading. Another scary thing for mm-hmm. Halloween. Updating your apps. Oh my god, like a settings. Just be a settings on an iPhone app. Oh my god, that was fast. Okay, we're going to pause here. Obviously, you can go look at the show notes and watch it. Excuse me. Oh, man. Well, that was chilling. I don't like that at all. No, I didn't. And I yeah, I'm real sorry. Called. Yeah, yeah. Not seeing it at first. I was like, what are you guys looking at? <laughs> what white blob so yeah it's it's again that one where it's like okay that's just fucking spooky but you know okay so now i'm gonna give you some some stories yes yes gather around the campfire Mm -hmm. sing our campfire song yep that's the ambience we're going for this episode no, you mean like this? C A M P F I R E S O N G song. It'll help if you just sing along. No. <laughs> Yep, but I didn't need to talk. That was perfect. <laughs> so it's just me singing. Great. <laughs> Sarah was scared the entire time. Everyone else is scared too, I assure you. It's not just me. Also, I did the thing where I kind of skimmed some of these, and um, I just want to go along with you all for the ride. So sure. here right. we go. This uh, I'll, It's uh, cvltnation.com. I will have it linked. On the res alone at night means reservation. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, shut 
listen, some people don't know, okay? Oh my god, my phone is so bright. All right, had to be able to see that spooky dooky. All right. <clears throat> my uncle and cousin. So I can't do that. Can I? Should I read it? Spooky? You might feel a little <laughs> louder, but. My cousin and uncle saw a large deer on the side of the road. When they got closer, it hopped over the fence like a bipedal man. One time, driving back from Gallup, my dad saw an old Navajo woman walking on the side of the road. When he slowed to offer her a ride, she took off into the plains quickly with an inhuman speed. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Once when I was a kid, my family was at my aunt's house, which is in a rural secluded area, when we were toyed... Oh. And when we were toyed... What? Once when I was a kid... My family was at my aunt's house, which was in a rural, secluded area. We were toyed with by a few entities. They would make animal noises, and when we looked in the direction in from which the noises were coming from, we would turn on and off the flashlight. Then the noises would come from all directions, increasingly shorter in increasingly shorter succession. Usually when I'm there on the re- reservation visiting, alone late at night, I feel the presence of evil and dread, panic, and paranoia will wash over me as as sudden as it comes, it will leave. So this happened about 12 years ago. Oh, this one's called... (laughs) They ran away on their back legs. (laughs) (laughs) So this happened about 12 years ago. My family owns a farm in the heart of an Indian reservation. One winter, I was home for Christmas taking care of the farm while my parents were away Christmas shopping. As I was home by myself, way late in the night, and I hear our cows freaking out, I knew it had to be the wild dogs that were rampant in the area. So I throw on some boots, grab a shotgun, load it up, and head out to the field. This was a perfect scenario for a horror movie. It was cloudy, but the moon was full, and it was breaking through the clouds just to right to light up the snow. I ran out into the middle of the field, And just in time, I see two dogs that were standing up, facing each other, and fighting. I think, perfect, two for one. So I pumped the shell into the chamber of my M12 gauge, and then it happened. The two dogs heard the the rack. They both stopped, looked directly at me, and ran away on their back legs. I immediately froze, and every ghost story about skinwalkers and all the native legends I grew up with flew to my mind. Keep in mind, I am a white guy, and up until then, these were just boogeyman stories that the native kids would tell to scare us. That night, they became real to me. Would you not lose your mind? Uh, uh, it's already a tense situation, and then something's abnormal. I'd be like, am I alive? And it's dark. Like, especially in that scenario, like, I'm. thank God he at least has a gun in his hand, I guess. I don't know. Bruh. This one is called... The Grove. This didn't happen to me, but a very close friend of mine. I've heard a lot about coyotes and skinwalkers and had a weird experience with two... uh, Had a weird experience or two with coyotes. Krupius was waking up in my sleeping bag being surrounded in paw prints without ever hearing them during the night. But never anything paranormal, so to speak. Patrick's story, however, kept me from going back to my favorite backcountry secret stash. He was leaving the area one morning. He had been camping there a couple of days when he said, 
there was a coyote that always seemed to be close by, like in his peripheral vision, but never overt. He loaded up his truck and started to drive down to the washout to the uh, fire road. At the end of the wash, he could see the coyote following him. When he pulled onto the road, it was running next to him. Now he was freaked out, so he sped up. He was going 35 miles per hour or so, and it was running alongside of him. Definitely not possible. When he looked back, the coyote was running on two legs as he, as was definitely not possible. When he looked back, the coyote was running on two legs and was wearing what Patrick said looked like buckskin pants. An instant later, it was a person wearing a wearing coyote fur, keeping pace with his truck. When he looked again, it was gone. He never went back to the grove after that. No, none of those scenarios are better than another one. Yeah. yeah. And that one, to me, sounds the most like a skinwalker. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because full animal, full human. Like, that is what is said to be true. A mm-hmm. uh, car seat full of pee from me <laughs> in the driver's seat. I was like, I thought you meant like car seat, like for a child. No. And I was like, all right, cool. Hard no. Hard no. Um, okay, this one is ranker.com. It's called Tap Tap at the Window. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> Stories have to have more like, bye bye Yeah. I was a kid when this happened. My uncle and I were finishing up chopping, gathering firewood for my grandmother because it was getting dark. Driving back on a dirt road at about 30 miles per hour, give or take five miles, I had this awful sense of being watched. Before I could turn to look out my window, the passenger side, my uncle quickly shouted, don't. I completely froze. My heart felt like it was beating out of my chest. Then completely stopped when I heard a tap, tap on my window. My uncle sped up and was loudly praying in my native language. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what was going on and thought it was over till our truck suddenly dipped from the bed. My my uncle then started saying, look at me, don't turn away, over and over. Then I heard it again, tap, tap, but from the window behind me. It was getting harder for me to breathe, and I wanted to cry. A minute or two passed, and the truck dipped again. My uncle looked around and sighed. It was quiet because the truck, besides the truck and the road. He looked at me and said, We will ask your father to do a prayer in the morning so the evil will forget our faces. And again, he was speaking in Navajo, so it says that's the rough Navajo to English translation. I remember curling up on the seat and just staring at the radio, watching the time go by, listening to my uncle sing an old prayer till we got to my grandmother's house. I called my uncle because I had a nightmare about that night. We talked about it for a bit. He said, I didn't see faces, just eyes, like brake lights you see on the road. It watched you. Before hanging up, I tried to joke with him about it. Why didn't you just step on the brake when it was in the back? No laughter, just a pause, because it wasn't alone. Oh my gosh. Right. That one got me, bro. Yeah, that's chilling. Yeah. Ew. So, um. I mean, I am sufficiently scared. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was the spookiest one. I know. I wanted to end on that one. Um, Yeah, the creaking of the truck bed. I could like feel the truck moving up and down when something got in the back and and out. Yeah, I should have tapped on my glass for or my little sound panel. The fact that there's like more than one person experiencing it, and then they've talked about it after the fact too. Yep, those two. I'm like, "Mm, yeah. I don't know. Hard pass. So again. In summation, I found an article that's thoughtcatalog.com, and it says 14 facts about skinwalkers that will 100% scare the shit out of you. Great. Now, some of them I've already gone over. I would say most of them, but I just wanted to recap before we jump into you guys. Number one, a skinwalker is a person with the ability to transform into any different type of animal at will. Two, they are most frequently seen as coyotes, wolves, foxes, eagles, owls, or crows. Three, some can also, quote, steal the faces of different people and could appear as someone you know. Again, we don't know that's for sure. So that's why I'm like, hmm. Four, if you accidentally lock eyes with a skinwalker, they can, quote, absorb themselves into your body and take control of your actions. That's why he's saying don't look out the window. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, and the no faces thing. Actually, hang on to that nugget of no face. Okay. Okay. Rare skinwalkers can also have the ability to enchant the powder the powder of corpses and use the substance as a poison dust on its victims. Bleh. Number six. The legend of the skinwalkers originates from the Navajo as a southwestern Native American tribe. Number seven. I am not going to say this out loud. Number seven. Again, the Navajo word for it does translate to he who walks on all fours. Eight. Skinwalkers have only entered the public dis- discourse relatively recently compared to other phenomenon. In 1996, a team of scientists ventured to, U- to a Utah ranch to investigate a series of bizarre phenomenon. <clears throat> Wonder which ranch it is. Wonder which yeah. ranch it is. Mm. Number nine. If their powers aren't enough, skinwalkers are also said to be able to run incredibly long distances. Some say over 200 miles in one evening. Number 10, skinwalkers have a tendency to hang around graveyards and can dig up graves at, an, at impossibly fast speeds. Number 11, while they can take many forms, many people who see them today describe them as, quote, hollowed out dog-like animals. Number 12, skinwalkers are said to recruit more skinwalkers themselves. There is some dispute in how this happens, but some say that there is an official ceremony that a skinwalker only take their on their form with a gathering of people and specific chance number 13 with all of their advantages it is said that you can kill a skinwalker if you call them by their true human name and number 14 skinwalkers are most commonly encountered near indian reservations though they have been seen all over the united states um Some people believe the rake, which is a commonly encountered in the Northeast, is similar to a skinwalker. And with that, ladies, I'm going to end my segment and pass it over to the ranch ladies. Yeah, that wasn't spooky enough. Thanks so much. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Tip tap. Okay. Yep. We're going to. Yeah. Okay. You know what? We're just. Here we go. Just dive right in. Okay, so after knowing what a skinwalker is, I think it's no doubt that a place entitled Skinwalker Ranch is not going to be a carefree weekend getaway. No. 
Oh, man. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry. And that's not on Airbnb. No five stars. Instead, it's 512 acres of land situated in the Uinta Basin of northeastern Utah. It could have made for a great ranching land, or at least that's what two unfortunate families thought when they purchased it. Mm. Instead, it has come to be thought of as a land cursed. But cursed by what? That is the question. There have been and still are scientific studies happening at the Skinwalker Ranch. However, today Aaron and I are going to focus on the chilling eyewitness accounts of this ill-fated homestead and what we are lovingly labeling our campfire episode. So today we want you to focus on what could be plaguing an otherwise perfect property for ranchers. It's secluded and complete with both grazing and forested areas. What could make a family of hardened ranchers vacate only leaving heavy locks on all the doors. Just to have the following family flee after only two years of moving into what they thought was their dream homestead. The Uinta Basin is no stranger to scary and strange phenomenon, but some strong malevolent power seems to, resi- seems to reside at this Sherman ranch. Some locals claim that the happenings at this ranch are due to it being directly in the path of the skinwalker while others think it's another extraterrestrial creature. So, Aaron, where would you like to begin? Whoa. Yeah. Um, I'll just start off by saying that, according to the lore, um, UFO sightings and other strange occurrences have been happening on the property for reportedly over 200 years. Gee. However, the only... Okay, I found a news article, and that's the earliest I could go back. And the earliest one I found was from 1911, and I thought it was interesting. The Sun Advocate reported locals in the Uinta Basin started hearing, like, these strange noises, and then not long after, people were plagued with various medical ailments, such as, like, vertigo, paralysis, a slew of other things. Yeah, really weird. I can't speak on, like what those ailments might have come from but some do believe that like the rumblings were just caused by earthquakes and that's what was going on i mean that's a shift in the in the world so yeah it, i could cause some trauma yeah but apparently what it was just, like repeatedly happening over and over though gotta so? check and see if there's a fault line true just like in missouri it's not our <laughs> fault <laughs> i went to the museum it was it was all right <laughs> we've solved it I definitely, had a t- I definitely asked for a t-shirt that said, it's not our fault. Stop. And I got it. I love it. I got sad when I got too big for it. Anyway. Amazing. <laughs> I'll see if I can find a photo of it. And then um, I jump a bit to 1948. Kenneth Myers, current owner of Skin Rocker Ranch, is stuck at home during a particularly unpleasant snowstorm when a strange, slim man shrouded in a black coat shows up on his doorstep. In the middle of winter? Yeah, the middle of the storm going on, yep. Bruh, I'm already scared. (laughs) (laughs) Kenneth isn't able to get a good look at the man's appearance because his face is concealed in shadows. The man tells Kenneth he is from the sheriff's department, and the sheriff had asked him personally to check in on him and make sure he and his family were okay, Hard pass. What a lazy sheriff. <laughs> what a big lie. <laughs> yes. And Kenneth is puzzled oh. because he was friends, um, or he has, excuse me, friends in the sheriff's department, and he has never seen this guy before. 
Hmm. This town is not big enough for you not to know someone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Not big enough for you not to know that tall, skinny, slender man. Mm -hmm. After letting the visitor know he and his family are all right, the man walks into the snowstorm. Kenneth watches as there is this bright flash of light and the man vanishes into thin air. Bruh. After the stranger disappears, there's this swirling vortex of light left in the man's wake and his footprints quickly disappear. Which granted that last part, there's like a fucking blizzard going on, so I get yeah. why his footprints are gone, but some rational explanation. Did he open the yeah. door or did he talk to him through the door? I believe he opened the door. Ooh, like and I still think choice. he was just like, I don't know who you are or what are you what you're doing Ooh, here. Being but. that close to someone and not being able to see their face. Yes. Yeah, so that's how I took it as. Ooh. That's no. creepy. Also, it's a blizzard. Like, it's if it's daytime, it's bright out. Like, snow makes it bright. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, unless it was, like, late, late evening. Yeah. evening. I'm not sure what Okay, regardless, was. he opened the door for a stranger. N- wrong. <laughs> Absolutely wrong. <laughs> Ugh. Yes. So those are the two earliest tales I have. So, Sarah, what do you have to bring to the campfire? Mm. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, as... As Aaron mentioned, people often report strange things in the sky over the Uinta Basin. Mm-hmm. You just need to be an insider to be told. Oh. Or, of course, wait for the people who can see it to crack under the insurmountable psychological terror. Whoa. For your normal discs or lights in the sky, you would call the local science teacher turned UFO investigator, Mr. Hicks. Hell yeah. Come on, Mr. Higgs. Honestly, my hero a little bit. (laughs) Um, There have been numerous stories like this. Take the huge orange ball that flew over the town of Roosevelt at a high speed, then made an abrupt right turn, pausing to seemingly watch the area and then dart off in a different direction. Whoa. There have been any number of cattle mutilations, which there were so many that in the 1970s, Oh, sorry. There were so many in the 1970s that in 1975, governors and the executive board of the Cattlemen's Association met to discuss what they called, quote, one of the greatest outrages in the industry, end quote. Oh. You see, they had to take it seriously. In those Western states, ranching was a way of life. Losing cattle meant losing money and livelihoods. Also... Angry ranchers in four states started fl- firing their guns on low-flying airplanes, convinced that it was psychopaths or a government conspiracy that was afoot, taking their animals and doing what they were doing. Bruh. Oh, my God. More meetings I mean, happened, and an FBI investigation occurred. But no real answers came. the men in black. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, <you're fine. laughs> um, unfortunately, for a small-town ranching family, Their stories were still too strange to share with the locals. These poor souls were the Shermans, and as it turned out, the Shermans were dealing with something so mind-bendingly horrific, they didn't quite believe it themselves. Bro, what? Guys, I'm Aaron. Quit looking at me like that. (laughs) Sorry. I'm scared. I don't, my back's to the door. Fuck you guys. Oh my God. All right. Okay. Whose idea was this topic? Aaron! I think it was me, actually. Yeah, I don't think it was me. Sarah! <laughs> We're easing you in. We're easing you in. Yeah, Sarah, no offense. Aaron's story was kind of not that scary, but yours, I'm really scared. Okay. You should be scared of all of them. <laughs> it's definitely interesting. And Sarah kind of, you know, set me up for the story on the Shermans, unless you have more to add. Mm-mm, that's we're jumping. It. Okay. Aaron's telling it? Oh, no. 
there's a lot going on in this story so a lot a lot yeah so bear with me are you ready i mean i guess (laughs) terry and gwen sherman acquire the ranch in 1992 and move to the property with their teenage son and 10 year old daughter according to the aliencon.com when the Shermans step foot in their home, they are shocked to find that every single door has deadbolts and all of the windows are barred. Safety is one thing, but the ranch was in a pretty isolated area. They didn't <laughs> think the ranch needed this extreme amount of security. Can you imagine, like, huh, okay. I mean, hey, I'd at least everything's on the inside. That's that's a good sign, I guess. No doors yeah. with, like, double, you know, where you're locked. Oh, I see. Yes. Like, people could get out. Like, there's no closets with their bolted on the outside. I see what you're saying. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeesh. The elderly couple the Shermans had bought the property from only sold it to them under one condition. They were never to dig on the property. What? Is this real? This is yes. real. Yes. I don't know if the couple went into any further detail, but they had experienced strange things on the property each time they dug on it. They didn't want anyone else to disturb the ground and release whatever could be causing the unusual phenomena. I know at first they were like, maybe just a kooky old couple. Like, they have bars in the windows. Like, obviously, something's happening. Maybe there's a little crazy. Also, I know in that area, maybe, like, oil. So it could be some kind of, like, land rights thing. But it does not seem to be what that was. Did they not see the house before they bought it? I think it's mostly the land you're looking at, though. I mean, 512 acres. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. The house is kind of inconsequential, I bet. Like, I mean, it's great it's there, but... Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they could always build on the property, too. Don't dig in. No basements. You can build. True. Just don't dig. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Bruh. Not long after moving in, the Shermans come face to face with a wolf. But this wasn't your typical wolf, though. According to the Shermans, the beast was three times the size of a normal wolf. Oh, they're already huge! The creature approaches the family and begins to circle them. (gasps) Instead of attacking the Shermans, the creature takes off in an absurd, absurd speed towards one of the corrals where a calf is grazing. (gasps) Terry attempts to kill the beast, but it barely flinches, even though it's shot at point-blank range multiple times. Terry goes inside the house to grab a bigger gun, which I guess scares the creature since it drops the calf and runs off. Oh, the baby. I know. And then the Shermans chase after the wolf. I don't know why. They are hardened ranchers. <laughs> this honestly feels like a, you think you're going to scare me? No way. Yeah. They follow the beast to the river, which bisects the ranch. They notice the creature's tracks on the bank of the river closest to them and a few on the other side, but then the tracks just stop. The tracks, along with the wolf, seemingly vanish. The family reports the encounter to authorities, their account is brushed off due to the fact that there hasn't been a wolf population in the area for over 70 years, apparently. Well, then what the fuck was it? Good question. What they, was it? Yeah, they don't know, and they never see this wolf again. We don't know. I know. I know what it was. I think, yeah, maybe we do know. I think, maybe. I think it was Skillwalker. It might be. Could be. But it's weird that it didn't go after them. But maybe he was like, aha, teasing you. Or if you think about it, these people are ranchers. So if you go after their their calves, you're going after their business, which might be a bigger mm-hmm. hit than killing one of them. That is evil. That's a good thought. It's a good threat, ran across too. the water, got to the other side, and then turned into a bird. Something else, yeah. Creepy. That's immediately what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> Very creepy. 
Terry reportedly noticed crop circles in the ground before the family moved to the ranch. Okay. <laughs> he didn't realize that they were crop circles at first, though. He thought the depressions in the pasture were made from some of the grass dying off. Terry, you have to see it from an aerial view. Bro, this is, this is signs with wolves. Signs with These wolves. These people do not like, um, what's that called? Science fiction. Again, think of the most country people you've ever met that are moving willingly Sarah, to fuck. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, because I would be like, yes, yes, which is why they'd never appear for me. They are moving to this um, middle of nowhere because their small town was just too small town for them. They do not like science fiction, and you cannot be spooked easily to live here. I'm out. So if you <laughs> see the depressions, your first thought has to be like, ah, must be the cattle. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm, must be a wolf. Mm. <laughs> what crop cycles? Never seen them. Don't know about them. <laughs> well, after they move in, Terry is walking in an open field when he discovers more patches of dead grass. This time, there were three eight-foot circles 25 feet apart from each other in a triangular layout. He doesn't believe the patterns are random. Someone or something obviously made these. No more crop circles appear for months until one morning when the Shermans are making their rounds around the ranch when they find 14 crop circles in the same exact formation. And this time it apparently made up like a 900-foot area. What? 25? Isn't that insane? Wait, 14 sets of crop circles? I guess so. Okay. Or just for, like 14 circles, I guess. I don't know. So creepy. Okay, that's Very. a lot. Like, this a busy alien. Sheesh. It's <laughs> a lot of aliens. If that wasn't strange enough, the Shermans start detecting unidentified flying aircraft flying um, regularly near the ranch. A UAP. The first aircraft the family spots is shaped like a box and flies silently over one of their fields. This is also the 90s. Like, this is fucking terrifying. Yeah. They thought it was an RV, right? In the skies? I'm sure they're trying to justify it with anything else. But it's a bird, and- it's a plane, it's a flying RV. Oh my god. Do you go into that store anymore? Um, I did not find that one, no. So if you have more information. If it's the one I'm thinking of, um, basically they had like a, a city cousin come visit them for the summer. Like a, we're going to show you how a real man is for the summer. Okay. And um, they see lights in their field and think it's like poachers. So the dad, the son, and this cousin all go out in the field like, we're going to go check this out. But they're only like 200 yards away. And then this box with lights on it starts to move away and he's like that's really weird how they even know we're close enough so now all the boys are just like running Mm -hmm. and then they realize this big box is just like floating over all the like fence lines and like that's strange how are they just doing that until they realize the big box is now like floating in the air oh fuck and after a while like we're not gonna catch that that's not gonna be caught until it just kind of floats away past the tree line and they don't see it. Holy Super shit. spooky. Oh, my God. Can you imagine being that poor cousin there? Like, um, Dude, the fresca just went <laughs> into my belly. Like, <laughs> she. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. One day, the Shermans spot four strange amber lights in the sky. They grab binoculars and a spotting scope, and upon further inspection, they notice the lights are in the shape of a spiral, which appear to be opening and closing periodically. Okay, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> the family 
reportedly makes out a craft emerging from one of the spiral lights and later vanishing back through. So these are big lights. Uh, I, I guess so. I don't know. Enough. A por- I, it reminds me of just like a portal or something. Yeah. And then Terry, after seeing this, thinks that these aircraft are the ones creating the crop circles on his land. I mean, deductible reasoning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Janae, I'm not a smart man, but I know what crop circles are. (laughs) (laughs) Strange flying red orbs are also spotted on the ranch. One night, Gwen is driving home alone. When she takes a look in her mirror, she notices a couple red orbs following her vehicle. (gasps) Like the taillights from my story. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. Three of the Sherman's dogs go missing after chasing an orb on the property. No. I know. I know. That one's really sad. It is really sad. The family search for the dogs, but the only thing they find is a burn mark in the ground in the shape of a circle in the direction the dogs have been heading in. This was also the same area where mutilated cattle were discovered. I'm so sorry, Morgan. (sighs) Yes. And there were several cattle mutilations on the ranch that occurred like just during the daytime okay Aaron we get it they wanted to eat the cows I mean that's not what they were they wanted to destroy it they wanted to destroy your reputation (laughs) no cattle for you I don't think anyone knows what they're doing with these yeah Yeah, not at all it's just is this a chupacabra well no if they're mutilated it's probably not a chupacabra yeah it's just very interesting what they found so the first cattle that had been found mutilated had a hole in the center of its left eyeball. Ew. There wasn't any blood on or underneath the animal. Was there blood in it? Um, stories say that they were drained blood. That's a chupacabra. I don't know. But the hole in the eyeball may not be a chupacabra. I love Aaron keep going, but I don't. Yeah. There were um, also no sign of footprints or other evidence to suggest that a predator or a human killed the cow. The Shermans find another dead cow with a similar hole in its left eye, but this one has a six-inch hole carved out of its rectum. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know if a chupacabra does that, but. I still think it's a chupacabra? No. Okay. <laughs> Chupa chupa. Ew, uh, off the list. <laughs> no longer suspect. Ghost, no. <laughs> just a wolf, no. no. <laughs> Chupacabra, no. We're not that lucky. No. They can all come to my campfire. That's fine. All the things you're crossing on the list or the things we're talking about? The things we're crossing. Well, I changed my mind. <laughs> Neither one sounds like I want to be there by myself. No. No. Absolutely. No. You're right. I take, I take it back. I don't know. They can all go be in the flying RV and get the fuck out of here. Think of the content, though. It just gets them through. They can have their own cryptid campfire on their own. Oh, my God. That'd be cute. One snowy day, the Sherman's son is gathering the cattle when he finds one lying dead with a hole in its left eye and its rectum removed. The teenager is really disturbed by this, though, because that cow had been alive not even five minutes ago. He had reportedly moved a group of cows, I guess, back to their pen, their corral, and had come back for the rest when he made the discovery. Um, The puzzling thing is the fact that there's no blood at the scene. There are no tracks in the snow. The only thing of notice is an orange, translucent, jelly-like substance that the teenager finds near the scene. Ew. Um, I didn't find any more information on what it even could be or what else they did with it but it was near the scene it's definitely like upping the antes 
Yeah, I don't. I would agree. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. a s- eyeball. It's eyeball getting... and butt. Eyeball and butt gone. Well, and they're all and like five s- minutes ago surgically removed. And yes. yes. Um, who is the? What's the dad's name? The book Terry. I read kept um, Terry. 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 I think he saw the same goop stuff, and at one point he's like. I'm going to the house to get a jar. Like, we're going to collect this. But by the time mm-hmm. he's back, it's gone. But there is, okay. like, a faint, like, me- med- medicinal smell. Like, almost like an astringent. But that also fades away pretty fast. Very interesting. Which makes the whole thing feel like that's not a predator. Then why the fuck are they killing these cows? That is a predator, Sarah. You're right. That is a predator. It's a different but not cow. the, like, kind of predator. Oh, can you imagine to catch a predator? Like, UFO edition. <laughs> stop that'd be wild bet that's the next season yes can we like instant message them or yeah yeah, yeah. i'm just a cow out here on by my lonesome oh my god they put people in cow suits just out in the field just to see with cameras i'm not sitting in a cow suit do you hear that just to those cows i'll sit in yeah. there <laughs> oh, you know what i'm gonna do they make i've seen them i've seen them it's a giant hay, hay barrel it looks like a round hay bale okay. but it's hollowed out in the middle and you sit in there and then you can like slide the little like window <laughs> peek <laughs> that's what i'm gonna do okay i'm gonna see all the orange jelly but i don't want to see your asshole <laughs> i'll tell you that thank Woo. you thanks for clarifying you're welcome <laughs> we do have to get you to sign some documents so i'm glad you clarified i'll read the i'll i'll keep an eye out but not on the booties <laughs> no booties please <laughs> Left eye, good to go. Booty, no, no. <laughs> Watch the ah. Uh, no, I don't watch. Sarah, quick questioning. I'm sorry. Yes, I agree now. No, I'm, I'm not. sorry. It all freaks me out. I'll blink. I'll keep, I'll blink really quick. And if I see it start to happen, I'll close my eyes. And then I'll open them again. <laughs> We're not going to catch any predators. No. <laughs> Damn it. According to the History Channel series, The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch, all of the mutilated cows uh, that I mentioned had their blood drained. Um, Sarah, like you said, their dissection also appeared surgical in nature. Cows also just began disappearing from the ranch. After noticing one of their cows was missing, the Shermans follow a set of hoof prints to the edge of a field near some trees. They have to quit their search when they realize there are no more hoof prints to follow. The family finds snapped branches placed in a circle nearby, and they notice the tops of the trees seem to have been, like, just broken off. Blair Witch. (laughs) (laughs) On the list. Fed up with losing their cattle, the Shermans move the remaining cows into a 50-acre field near the house anytime they spot what they believe to be a UFO or anytime there is an incident they can't explain. The AlienCon.com states that four of the Sherman's cows disappeared while three were mutilated. The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch series claims the Sherman's lost 25% of their herd to cattle mutilations. And granted, I have no idea how many cattle they actually had. So I know before that, though, they had less than like 2% die, which they said like a normal rancher might lose 4% due to like, I don't know, like things that happen on a ranch. Something's going to come. Unavoidable things. Mm -hmm. But they were like really on it they took a lot of pride in it and we're losing i think less than two percent so they had to be like wow. losing their minds at oh, 25 well and that affects your business too yeah. also so. you're going like mentally crazy because you don't know why and you can't figure out oh my god nor can you do yeah. anything about it mm-hmm. yeah and it all just seems to escalate and this is yeah. also really interesting while living on the ranch terry is tormented by bizarre nightmares oh terry <laughs> i really only found one particular story on a nightmare 
Terry recalls, one where he felt like he was on board an unknown craft where a giant, bearded, dark-haired man towered over him. He also noticed a smaller being in the craft, but it didn't appear to be human. Hmm. Terry stated the being had a small mouth, pointy chin, high cheekbones, and big eyes without pupils. Oh. He told reporters that he felt like he was physically on the craft, but he could still feel his body on the ground, on Earth, dreaming. He heard one of the beings from the ground say, quote, it's no use trying to explain to him. He would never understand what we're doing, end quote. And I think that's really interesting because I'm like, okay, so are they, like, he is hearing this apparently from the ground, is what this says in my source. So are they, like, in his with, room with him? Yeah, are they in the room with him and he's, they're putting him in this dreamlike state? Or, you know what I mean? Yeah, or is the whole thing a psychological phenomena? Or is he actually in the craft and just the last thing he remembers when he could feel anything was his bed? Yes. Yeah, none of these options. Or he's like, or he's in the craft, but he feels like he hears it below him on the ground. There's, wow, that's, okay, regardless, but it's creepy as fuck. Even if none of it's true, this man cannot escape the horrors. Like, you know, he's like, I'm just going to get one good night's sleep and I'll be back at it tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. And as you can expect, the Shermans are terrified by these encounters, and they all reportedly sleep in the same room. I don't blame uh, them. Yeah. Yeah. The family couldn't take it anymore and sold the property for a loss in 1996 to billionaire Robert Bigelow. All that a- happened in four years? Uh, reportedly, yes. And this Bigelow guy had a background in space exploration and an interest in the paranormal. The Shermans moved to a smaller ranch 15 miles away, which I find really interesting since I don't think that's like a huge distance away. No. So I, I mean, which is what it is. I mean, if they have to, you know, start their life back up and relocate, you might. I'll explain why that might be a bigger oh. difference than you think. Okay. Okay. Good. I, ju- I That just stuck out to me a lot. Um, so Bigelow, he conducts a study on the ranch, which was backed by the government and kept confidential. According to Brandon Fugel, current owner of Skinwalker Ranch, many of the dozens of professionals involved in the study refused to set foot on the property again. What? Yes. Okay. I will. I actually have one of the those poor men's stores. Oh, okay. Are you are you good to hand it off really quick? Oh yes, you go. Yeah. Okay. So yes, the Sherman had the Shermans had a lot of interactions with. UAPs, and not all of them are like actual crafts. Some of them are just balls of light. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they were large, but a lot of times they were in between the size of a baseball and a basketball. Oh. So like just these little balls of light zipping around. But like Aaron said, whenever they would see these or like hear certain sounds like that, that's when they'd be moving the cattle in front of their house to watch them at night. These little balls, they terrified the livestock. And they also seem to inhibit, like, a visceral fear response from the Shermans. Like, one time it came up on their porch, and the wife was, like, hyperventilating. The husband was sweating. He couldn't think straight. And as soon as it left, he almost, he realized that was actually not an appropriate response. Did that craft have, like, I don't know, some kind of pheromone on it that, like, made us panic like that? Because rationally, I've seen a million things. This is just a ball of light. Like, as soon as it's gone, it's always, like, what is this? I feel like normally it'd be like scared and run away or like anger. Correct. And he like broke down. Or try and swat at it. Like again, this yeah. is a man who's like, grab my gun. Like you're not just going to like. <gasps> so they're like ground level, these things. Sometimes. Yeah. Especially the little balls. And coming like that close to them. Mm-hmm. And they, is it like, like light or like fire? 
Sometimes they're blue and sometimes they're that amber color that Aaron talked about. And it's just like a light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's what it's described as. Oh, my God. Ew, what the fuck? I hate this. I also have a little bit on that story you talked about where something came through. So yeah. it did mm-hmm. start as like a small... Okay, first of all, there's not a lot going on, I guess. Well, in the house. Like, he's outside watching all the time. You have TV basically outside all the time. Yeah. Um. So Terry Sherman would sit on a tree stump outside the front of his house using his binoculars or his night vision rifle scope to look at the sky and what's going on. Um. Here's the thing. The... That orange hole where something came out of, it's hard to actually give it a shape because it varied depending on where you looked at it. Some angles made it look like a huge round setting sun, while others had it looking flat and elongated. As you drove off of the property, you couldn't see it at all. I was just going to ask, why are their neighbors not fucking seeing this? Ooh, oh my god. Which I think makes sense why they moved 15 miles away, because it kind of made them realize, like, is there it a portal specifically sh- here? Yeah, like shooting at my house. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Um, y- yes. So there was one night he noticed the small. Oh, he noticed that ball of light, but it started to get bigger. And then there's a small dark object that was also quickly increasing in size until he could make out that it was a dark triangle flying out of whatever was in the sky. He could never really assess if it was a triangle, what was underneath it, because it always, like, come out really quick and then zip off into, like, the tree line before it'd come back and quickly get back in this hole. What the fuck? This is not the scariest encounter with that object, though. No, that honor goes to those poor NIDS investigation team in 1997. All right, buckle up. Okay. Around 2.30 a.m. on a beautiful, clear morning, Just as two men were packing up, one caught a glimpse of a faint light on a track about 150 yards away. Sounds like that's what Aaron was talking about, too, like those spirals. Mm -hmm. Excitedly, one of the men, Jim, got his camera, and Mike picked up his night vision goggles. Mike sharply inhaled and hoarsely whispered, It's not just a light. It's a tunnel. It's a tunnel. His colleague made quick work of adjusting the camera exposure and then heard Mike exclaim, exclaim, Jesus Christ, something is coming out of it. Jim, the man with the camera, is looking at the light. He noticed it has now grown about two feet wide, but doesn't see anything clamber, like clamoring out. He's observing quietly until Mike is like on the border of panic and says, Oh my God, there's a black creature. I see its head. It has no face. At this point, Jim is like, hand me the fucking binoculars. And... Mike ignores them, like, honestly, how could you look away? I'm not taking this off my face. We're just going to watch this. Yeah. Um, he says, quote, it's on the ground. It's walking away. What? Within minutes, the light shrank and diminished. Jim looked at his colleague and is like, what just happened? And Mike explained, quote, a huge black creature crawled out. He's walking in the woods. He's lurking somewhere in this darkness. What the heck? I do love this because Jim, the camera guy, is not really buying it. And he gives the classic, like, are you sure? Like, I didn't see any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, this enrages Mike. He spits back. Of course I'm sure. The night vision goggles turned the light into a 3D tunnel. A large creature crawled out, maybe 400 pounds, at least six foot tall. And it crawled out of that damn tunnel. What? 
sweating, they both listened quietly for any sound, only to notice that the ranch was dead silent. It seemed not even the coyotes were howling. No bugs were buzzing. It was silent. That's when you know when the bugs stop. Yes. They carefully climbed down from their vantage point to where the light had been. There they noticed a pungent sulfur smell, but no footprints or tracks. Worst of all, none of the photographs were usable. Hmm. That is a story you will hear over and over, though. Whatever is happening at that ranch is playing a sophisticated game of cat and mouse. Phenomena will happen once in a spot and then never again in that same spot. So it's impossible to catch. Because you're almost hunting something that might be more intelligent than you. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's a good way to put it. I have a theory. Back to you. Can I say it? Yeah, go for it. All right. The Bridgewater Triangle. They talk about there being a portal there and that Bigfoots and stuff go in and out of the portal. What if that's another portal and they also can go in and out? Maybe that wasn't like a Bigfoot, but it was like Bigfoot's cousin or an alien. Mm -hmm. I've never really heard of a large alien, but hey, we also didn't know that they were real and now we do. So like, uh, I have, and you will hear of Bigfoots popping up around like UFO flaps. Yeah. Dude, I think this is a hot spot, just like the Bridgewater Triangle. That's true. Like, Mm -hmm. for all creatures. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, like, I think some of this, I think your person maybe was a skinwalker, or just, like, and that wolf. Yeah. But these might be just aliens. Or maybe that was a Bigfoot. Yeah, what if it's just, like, an intergalactic, uh, like, highway off-ramp? Maybe that's what they're trying to do. Maybe the aliens are like, hey, we're going to time travel you from, from... Uh, Skinwalker Ranch all the way to the Bermuda Triangle. Bing! Let's see if we can do it. And they zoom away to go see if they can get them there. An intergalactic rest area. <laughs> and they all yeah! <laughs> it's a QT! <laughs> oh, six is a serious number. It's not, it's not QT, it's mobile. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, When the Cardinals score six, you get really cheap yeah, sodas. Yeah, it's not QT. That's okay. Don't hire me for your advertising for your (laughs) off-highway gas stations, okay? I work in human resources. QT, baby. Come on now. Or mobile on the run. I'm not not mad about a mobile. That's a serious six number. Little, little, little pricier, in my opinion. Unless the Cardinals score six. Not as good food. (laughs) QT's got the food, baby. They do. Not sponsored by either, but open. Open to it. Open Mm -hmm. to it. Yeah. All right, Aaron. I'm I'm sure you have another story. (laughs) Well, I'm just going to end on a couple findings from the current investigation so i'd mentioned that um history channel series secret of skinwalker ranch mm-hmm. they are currently like documenting their investigation um i watched about one and a half episodes it's not my cup of tea but it's definitely someone's because there's four seasons of this shit and they like recently just ended Sarah's season like, four. i watched all of it i did and i found it so ridiculous you watched all of it no no, no. i watched oh. like three episodes and was like this is not it seems a little bit too scripted. I'm not saying like the investigation stuff and like the studies they're doing aren't actually real, but I just the you. way they're setting everything up and documenting it, I don't it's like know. We just made Alien serious. Can yeah. you be serious? Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like three seasons are on Hulu if you want to check it out. <laughs> uh, but I will. They there were a couple interesting findings with some pictures, so I'm just going to kind of go over those. Okay. On December 23rd, 2017, video footage captured a bright, unidentified flying object in the sky around 4 a.m. You have a picture? 
a, a picture. It was a video um, on that episode, just episode one. So it looks like this. And then Sarah, if you, you might have seen I that. mean, could be the moon, but if it's not the moon, then what the fuck is Pretty that? spooky. Yeah, so it was moving in a way that didn't appear to be like a normal aircraft would and uh, aircraft would and they did um look to check but there wasn't any like commercial or private flight traffic going on that morning Hmm. exactly one year later a little before 6 p.m video captures a light pillar in the mesa which looks to me like a spotlight or like in a science fiction movie an alien beam getting ready to pull an unsuspecting person into the ship or a cow or a cow, or a yeah, cow. that's true. So this is if you, yeah, or that could be like one of those Hollywood signs. It's like, you know, well, no, see, they were wondering, okay, is, does someone have a spotlight? Yeah, like that's again, the that's the first thing that came to mind. I was like, that just looks like a spotlight. But apparently, they went around. I guess mm-hmm. any businesses that were like closest to the mesa and no one nearby owns a spotlight or anything that would give off that kind of light and again that's just a picture but it was a video like Uh that captured that and it looked like it was um like the light was moving up in the in the video that is creepy really according to brandon they have captured many more pictures just like that one too so that's not the only one On the early morning of January 19th, 2018, the 500-foot section of the Mesa uh, was lit up like a Christmas tree. So this is what it looked like. And usually it does not look like this at that time. Isn't that weird? It looks like there's... That looks like a city. Like, one minute it looks like there's, like, a city that there. Like, we're, like, we're looking at, like... Like, we're up on, like, a hill or something and looking at a city. But then otherwise it looks like... It's just daylight there. Yeah. That's really freaky. I don't like This is the weirdest one to me. I can't explain it. And, like, I don't, like, would it reflect anything? Like, what? I don't think anything could cause a light to be reflecting off of the mesa. Everything is so dark. That's so freaky. That's the strangest one to me. I don't. I don't like it. That's very strange. Yes. Um, and in that video footage, um, the light was reportedly like glowing and pulsating. Okay, great. Yes. Also, remember the warning that was given to the Shermans about digging on the ranch? Yes. Well, that has continued to be passed down from owner to owner. And one of the guys on the History Channel show chose not to heed the warnings. Um, and he dug on the ranch. Dude. Three days later, this guy notices he has um, like this just random bump on his head. And here's a picture. What? That's, that's, what? A, that's a very large bump. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a thud. That's not a bump. Yeah, well, he did not go to the hospital at first until he started just feeling excruciating pain. And then his wife was like, okay, you need to go to the hospital. Yeah. When he gets there, the doctors tell him his scalp is separating from his skull. (gasps) Yeah. So whatever is going on in there has, like, just traveled to, like, his brain and everything. And it's awful. What? Um, And they still, like, to this day don't know, like, what, like, did that to him. That what ha- happened was apparently medically impossible. I don't and like he's that. Still, yeah, he's still dealing with like the effects to this day. Maybe I should watch the show. Actually, that looks pretty gnarly. 
That is, it is really interesting, but it doesn't seem like he'll go into any more detail about it, which what? is totally fine. I, you know, power to him. He does not have to talk about that situation. Um, I guess I'll just end with, like, a question. What do you guys think is actually happening on the ranch? I mean, you've already told your theory, Morgan, about, you know, this... It's a, it's a hollow land yeah. that should not be messed with. This hot spot of hollow ground. Crazy things going on. That's what I say. I still it's like it. an intergalactic uh, rest stop. An intergalactic rest stop. I mean, that too, but don't touch, don't dig. Yeah. I think there's they, probably, there. that is just a spot. Well, think of like all the different types of craft and technology and like, okay, think of space germs. All that's landing on that land. It would make sense why you shouldn't be digging there. Like, even if... I'm thinking even prior to aliens. I'm thinking that's like a ritual ground that you don't fucking touch. And then like there's just all these other things that are just piled on top. Well, I in the book, um, Hunt for the Skinwalker by Colm Keller, um, Mm -hmm. they did go into some people think this all happens there because um, people do have like the ability to believe deeply in things like there's a lot of Mormons there. There's a lot of Native Americans. so yeah, maybe it was used for something very like spiritual where you put a lot of like psychic energy into it, which then drew in. And maybe it's not good. No. <laughs> maybe that's like where the skinwalkers like bury their siblings that they kill. Oh. You don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a bad land. And the aliens were like, hm, nobody's going to come around here. And then they were like, Terry, get the fuck out of our spot. <laughs> you know, just a thought. Maybe. <laughs> Yeah. It is creepy, like, they'll never understand. Don't waste your breath on him. His dream or whatever, if that is real. Oh, yeah. Well, the other interesting thing, and this is also from, like, the Skinwalker Ranch episode, which, you know, made me think more about it, was if it could possibly be radioactivity. Yep, yeah. Because option number two. In Nevada, they, in, like, the 1950s, they were testing atomic bombs, so they were wondering if, like, that radioactive, like, waste and everything could have gone over to that area and now it's just a hotbed of radioactive activity and like the shermans none of that really truly happened they were just hallucinating these things happening and in the episode that i watched um dr travis taylor is using like this equipment just to monitor the um like microwave levels in nature and they are like skyrocketing it's and it's like changing course every time the longer and the more they go up the mesa the more dangerous it gets like almost near dangerous levels is what he describes it as and i'm like why are you even here i would <laughs> get out of there what the fuck? or is it Dude, possible that a- radioactivity like again would draw in a uap or like something from another planet because i do say they are seen a lot around um like nuclear sites maybe i will say as much as i want to believe that theory if the cattle and the livestock on that land are eating the grass you would think that they'd be pretty fucked up and they don't seem to be i would love to hear two things one the original people that lived there before terry and gwen i'd love to hear like they said like every time they dug Mm -hmm. they had experiences i want to know that and then two did they have like did they see anything after they left at their new house like 15 miles away anything at all i was gonna say i don't know if it's documented i don't know if they're alive so that they may i do think the people the shermans bought it from were very old when the shermans bought it so i don't think think they're still here yeah 
So mm. they may have taken those stories to the grave with them. I know they sold the house and property at a fire price. Mm. At the end of their life. So I do not like this. It's a bit scary. It's a bit spooky. It's a bit sinister. Very. <laughs> Perfect one to end on yes. for the season. Yes, yes. <sighs> well, great. I'm going to go have nightmares about lights in the sky. Right? right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Don't answer your door if you hear a little tapping. Uh, don't look anybody in the eyes. Don't look anybody in the eye. Yeah. Don't talk about flush pedestrians. Are, are there flush pedestrians? Are there skinwalkers? Or are they aliens? Or are they two separate things? Or, I mean, cool, guys. Like, we, we covered a lot, but now I have more questions. Dunning-Kruger. The more you know, the more you don't know. I don't know. Sarah, I just know I'm scared. Sarah. Yeah, I, I do know I'm just scared. Yikes. Ugh. Well, ladies, listeners, this is what, season three? Nice. Wow. Yeah. Long time, ladies. Long time. Yeah. We can end where we started the episode. A sinister trifecta. Yes. Yeah. Sinister trifecta. Um, if you like what you hear, we would love to see some readings and reviews on iTunes or um, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, as we get ready and prep for season four, we would love to hear your personal experiences, whether it be you know about a true crime in your town, you were involved in a true crime, I hope you're okay, um, a paranormal experience, or even a dream interpreted, or if you have some topic ideas for us, we would love to hear them. You can go to our email, sinistersunrisepodcast at gmail.com, or even slide into those DMs on Insta, TikTok, wherever you see fit. Um, again, we hope to come back with, with a bang um, in 2024, so give us give us what you want. We want to, we, as Sarah used to say, we are your dancing monkeys. That's us. Gentlemen. That's us. Yes. Yes. So thanks for listening. And uh, anything else, ladies, as a final hurrah? We'll see you next year. Yeah. Stay sinister. Uh, uh, Bye.